finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Clay Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to the Game Says Clay podcast. It's your boy, Gotham. Today, joined by my homie, Matt. Um, we're missing the Chucks here tonight, but uh, we got uh, we got the dynamic duo back for our uh, our Western Conference Finals breakdown. Um, kind of get into this amazing situation we're in right now as Warriors fans. Um, uh, but before we get into it, Matt, how we doing, brother? Doing good, man. You cannot ask for much more than where we're at right now. So uh, it's a great time to be be uh, recording the podcast, man. Three of the in the conference finals. It feels it can't can't summarize that enough. These last these, I think playoff basketball. I think as fans, we kind of miss just how much it takes over. Just what you're what you're doing on a day to day basis, just in between games, game days. Um, I hope all of you out there got not changing up your routines. Whatever, lucky jerseys, shirts are working. It's all working out there. Um, but yeah, man, this is a great great spot to be in. Um, up 3-0 with a chance to close out the Dallas Mavericks um, in the Western Conference Finals to go back to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight, eight years. Um, I don't think, um, even on our previous pod, but even all season, if we uh, if we would have imagined us recording in this situation. But um, let's just get into it, man. Um, last night, game three, um, obviously the Warriors took a 3-0 lead. Um, just a fantastic, gutsy road win. Uh, everybody's stepping up, but... I want to uh, take it back to games one and two um, real quick before we go in. Um, you know, game one and two, I think the Warriors really set the tone in game one, um, you know, came out punching them out. But that game two was kind of the turning point in this series, I think, with the Mavs, um, you know, playing their best half of the series um, in that first half, knocking down. Um, I forget how many threes it was. It was dick. It was hitting. They were hitting 20, shots. I think it was 21, man. 21, something like that, man. It was something crazy. And, you know, they were going uh, – it looked like, you know, we might have a series on our hands, 1-1 going back, but um, clutched up um, last – in the second half, the defense really clamped down. Um, got that game two win. Um, before we get into game three, Matt, what were your thoughts on the first two games, um, just how it played out, how the Warriors were able to bounce back um, before we get into this game three? It's kind of just everything you look for in a championship team. I mean, game one, you got to protect home court first game, right? That's just the biggest thing. The Warriors are going to do that, we feel like now. Um, but going down in game two and fighting back really slowly, it wasn't like a blow up third quarter. They, they fought the whole time. It was very slow and very gradual and everybody felt like kind of contributed. And it was just, it's the kind of win that makes you kind of think to yourself, well, this team might pull this off. And then going into game three in Dallas, I think both of us felt pretty confident about, um, the Warriors chances of sweep, or not sweeping this series, but getting in five, which would have meant, um, getting a win in Dallas, but to go in there and survive, you know, maybe that was game two. What did Luca have the 40 piece? I'm getting all back to back. Yeah, games, games two and game three. Yeah. Um, surviving, but... surviving two 40 point games from Luca and efficient games at that. And one of those games, you know, the Mavericks shoot 46, 47% from three on super high volume. Uh, just pulling out wins like that, man. You just, it's, it's the stuff of champions, man. And it's like, this team is, Yes, sir. They're they're not going to be an easy path, and I think saying that the team's up three zero and they're going to get there, you can feel okay. Just I think it's okay to assume, and I'm not going to hopefully jinx us or anything, man. But it's <laughs> it's never happened before, you know. What I mean, this isn't the Red Sox and the Yankees. This is uh, the Warriors and the Young Mavericks. So 
Uh, they this is the first two games went as well as you could hope. I mean, it's good for a team to face adversity and being down 20 at home is a great way to get that done. Uh, and of course, in winning a must game in Dallas, you just you can't ask for more. Yeah, I mean, I I think you hit it. Game two kind of felt like, you know, you took their, you know, one of their big punches um, for the series. Um, and it really starts on, started on the defensive end. I think the Warriors held them to 13 points in that third quarter. Um, and it kind of carried forward into game three as well. I mean, but the defensive side of the war, the intensity that they've been playing with, just um, switching up coverages on Luka, making every shot, you know, tough. Um, you know, even when he drives the paint, people collapse, and you're forcing these other guys to make shots. And, you know, that's that's kind of been the Mavericks' MO um, this postseason, this season. They've been a very high-volume uh, three-shooting team. Um, it worked against the Suns, um, but, you know, the Warriors obviously don't have that many defensive liabilities right now on the court. And um, I love the way they attack the paint as well, and that especially in that game two, that second half. You know, Jordan Poole was attacking the rim. The staff from Clay were cutting, getting, uh, getting looks at the rim. Draymond was aggressive. Um, Looney was incredible. Like, they were, they were really just attacking the Mavs inside where – you know, it's kind of hard to imagine the 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 biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest red flag about this Warriors team coming in was uh, no size. And obviously the Mavs don't really have much size either. But for the Warriors to make that size now in the last series where it was the rebounding, it was the uh, second chance points, everything like that, that was uh, making up for that size factor in this one. They're just killing them inside. And, you know, as we pivot towards game three, you know, it was a lot of the same. I mean, I think that the Warriors – they were locked in from the jump. Um, I mean, they went up 10 in the first quarter and you didn't see any of those like lazy passes, bad turnovers, just, you know, um, stuff that we've kind of gotten accustomed to seeing this Warriors team. 10 turnovers, well. man. 10 turnovers for a Warriors team that if you don't, if they don't turn the ball over more if they don't than turn the ball times, over, they're, they're probably not going to lose. It's it's incredible. And the way they were able to just kind of set the tone of the game, I think, you know, if you expected Dallas to come back, they took that, whatever, eight, nine point lead. Um, but for Steph, especially, I mean, props to Steph. Curry. I, I, you know what, people? I want you guys to put some respect on Steph Curry's name. Um, it's incredible that we still have these kind of discussions about what the man, uh, the greatness, the front running, the legacy stuff. Um, this is arguably one of the greatest basketball players ever that we're witnessing on a game to game basis. And he's given us. We're taking it for granted what this man is doing on the court, but you know Steph really spurred that second half, the second quarter close where he hit that three, got to the line. I think it was an and one as well. Um, hit a couple threes. Um, so you know it, it really it started with Steph, and then you know as as we saw the rest of the game, it was Wiggs, it was uh, Clay had a couple nice back cuts. Um, Draymond was aggressive. Loon, JP hit some big shots. So when you get when Steph Curry and he, I think Steph controlled the game yesterday. I think I, I tweeted it out, and it really felt like. He was just under control. Um, he was playing at his pace. He was very aggressive. And, you know, when Steph Curry's like that, when you got the ball in his hands and letting him make those decisions, um, you like you like your chances with the Warriors. And, you know, it, it showed last night. They were able to pull out a 109-100 victory. And like you said, um, the history's on their side. Nobody's ever, ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. And it really felt like that was the Mavs' last punch, man. Um, it really – especially from a lot of the post-game talk from Kidd and, and uh, Luca who, you know, I have massive respect for. I mean, just the way they, they, they've uh, gone about this season and the series. But um, you could hear from them, and they, they sounded like they were kind of reminiscing and excited to learn from, you know, what they were going through. But um, the Warriors have a prime opportunity to build off uh, last night's Game 3. But uh, what, were you, what were your thoughts from last night, Matt? What, what did you see? You hit a lot of it. I mean, I, I think I want to get to Steph in a minute, but again, just this team looks so poised right now. They don't, they didn't look panicked at all. There were a couple of times in the game yesterday where 
I think normally, like I said last week, I, I panicked in general. I would have, I would have felt, you know, oh my God, they're going to blow this one. But I never actually felt, I had moments of course of doubt, but I never actually had a moment where I thought, I, th- I thought actually the Warriors were going to lose the game. Like Dallas came back a couple of times. They might've tied it up a few times on uh, the second half, but the Warriors kept their composure and especially I want to get to Wiggins as well, man. But Steph, um, he, he's been as good as Steph has ever been. I think as a playoff performer in this, in this series specifically, he's shooting like 49, 48, 90 right now from the field, from the yeah, yeah. field, three point line and the free throw line. Uh, he he's getting whatever he wants. And the fact that he's shooting, you know, almost 50% from three, this guy doesn't get easy looks. He doesn't get, he doesn't get normal looks like everybody else in the league does. He's, he's taking contested threes, he's taking sidestep threes, step back threes, whatever it might be. He's taking all of it. Um, and that was kind of the biggest thing was just the poise and just all the way around. We got, we saw Moody get some minutes. Moody does not look rattled out there. He kind of gets that, the doctrine man. of just like, Hey, if I'm near Steph or clay, I'm setting a screen. That's the, he's, he's out there. He knows where to go. He's going to make some timely cuts. Um, he didn't, I, don't, I think he missed all his threes, but he's, he doesn't he's taking look, the shots. He's yeah. He, the he shots. doesn't look nervous about That's it, man. Um, defensively he's holding up. Okay. I think he had a possession or two where he matched up with Luca and I forget how often Luca scored, but he didn't look like, I, I never felt like, Oh, okay. This is a bucket. Grab a couple offensive rebounds as well. Oh my God. It's some huge tips, man. Some one, huge, one that led to that clay man. three off the top of the key, man. Like just the, the hustle and the effort. Uh, Moody, I mean, it's obviously Moses Moody. Shout out uh, took uh, the place of uh, my least favorite warrior, David Lee. Shout out, uh, all about love, Gotham. All love, brother. But still, um, no. But it was it was really that like the the effort and energy that we've seen. Not only just this series, but um, from everybody, from from Wiggs to Otto to Loon to now Moody. Um, it, it it really shows that you know what you know, playing with stars and people who have been there, you, you, you see Steph, Clay and Draymond, you see how much they want to win. Like you hear in their, in their pressers, you hear it when, you know, Draymond's breaking down film, like this is what they want. Like they, they want to be here and they're, they're just, this is just helping the the process to, you know, get these guys to that championship level. And, you know, the team's peaking at the right time, man. And I, I really think that these last two games, especially just defensive effort, um, we've seen, but um, if we're going to talk about defense, I feel like we got to bring up our boy uh, Maple Jordan, uh, Mr. Andrew Wiggins. Um, just what a what a what a performance, man! I, I it's just happy. You're just happy to see somebody like Wiggs, who you know got his first All Star appearance this season. Um, you know, has been kind of touted as that guy to you know flip the script for the Warriors. You know, give them that next level of um, reaching that championship level. And uh, he's he's blooming like a goddamn just flower that blooms beautifully. I don't know somebody would comment on whatever flower that sounds like, but um, it's it's it's, it's amazing. And cap it off with that absolute poster on Luka Doncic. Oh my goodness, Mark Davis go down in history for one of the worst calls of all time. The he was emphatic about the charge, man. He was oh, he was, was like disgusting. he's it, been waiting for a dunk like that for his whole career just to call a charge, man. He was so excited. <sighs> And I'm curious as to how like the challenge went with the two other refs. They must have been like, "You jackass! You yeah, are an no, absolute was, buffoon, man! How do you call that?" The uh, worst call of all time. I was I was fully expecting that call to get uh, our remain. I, I thought just because Wiggins had a little oh, no arm in his face, I was, I was like, like "They're going to keep this call." And this guy had like a legend, like an all-time playoff moment. If the Warriors win this title, that will be a play that we look back at forever. And he almost took it away. I could not believe it. Uh, but no, to, to your point, I mean, 
there are kind of a few guys in the series. We'll have, we have a second coming up about, you know, which guys have been the, the standout players in the series for the Warriors so far. Um, but of course we're not, we're going to include Wiggins in that. The guy has been incredible. And it's, it's funny because you look up Lucas again, he's had 40 twice in a row, two out of three games. He scored 40 points. It just doesn't look easy. Like you, Luca's working really hard to get all of his buckets. And he's so good that he's going to get them. We talked about this before the series, kind of like Draymond and Jokic, you know, it's like Jokic still put up whatever it was, 30, 10 and 10. Mm-hmm. Luca is going to finish the series averaging probably close to 40 points a game. Uh, but Wiggins is making him work every step of the way. He's just, he's battling on both ends too. He's getting, he's fighting for boards still. It wasn't just in that Memphis series. It wasn't just that Denver series. It's the whole playoffs. Now he's doing this mm-hmm. and he's dunking off fools now. He's just doing it. He threw down that, that, that killer on Jaron Jackson in the second round. He, I mean, I'm surprised Luca didn't just walk off the court after that dunk, man. That was, that was one of the most vicious dunks I have ever seen. And you know what? I just got to say to Luca's credit. Oh, he took it like a champ. Does not get rattled, man. After every game, they're like, Hey man, how are you feeling? He's like, the Warriors are pretty good. He's like, they're, they're pretty, they're impressive. He's like, they're like, well, how was that dunk? He's like, well, I think he said something like, I wish I could jump like that. That was incredible. Like the guy yeah, is no, just was, like. It, and like, that's, that, that's what like is quickly to touch on. Like that's, that's the difference between that Memphis series and this Dallas series. And um, you can see it just in a way, like, I'm not saying you have to have respect for, you know, the people, people have done it. as a young team, as a young person, like, yeah, obviously you want to show that, you know, you, you want to be that next one up. But I think, the way Luca's embraced this whole thing and this Mavs team in general, like nobody really expected them to be here um, playing the Western Conference Finals. And you can see like they are a young team and they're growing, but to Doncic's credit, he's growing. He's amazing. And he's got the right mentality. I feel like to, you know, be an all-time great uh, with future he's 20, warrior. He's Luka my Doncic, age, man. man. He's 23. He's 23 years old. So, I mean, he's got plenty of, plenty of years left in him to, to chase the, to chase Larry. He's just not this season. Um, no, he's on it, man. He's like, he's very much, mm-hmm. again, the guy, they're, uh, all respect to light years, man. They are like a, definitely a model for us in a lot of ways, as far as what they've achieved so far. <laughs> uh, but I forget which of the two, two guys is talking about, I think it was Andy talking about be like, Luca, is he going to be a Harden or a LeBron type? The guy is scoring 40 points a game in the conference finals. And he's giving the Warriors everything they can handle. I think we know what kind of guy he's going to be, and what yeah, kind of guy he already is. I want to, I want to just make sure we don't, no one leaves the series. Like I don't want to hop on any kind of slandering bandwagon for Luca after this. Cause the guy is, the guy is doing, things at that age that nobody else save LeBron at the same age is probably doing. Um, with that all being said though, back to our guy Wiggins, <laughs> he had 27, I think he had double, double last night, 27, 27 11, 11, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, again, that is a step on your neck. You're not winning this series kind of game. That is a game that, you know, that Steph's going to come out and play like that. Draymond, unfortunately did not open the, the game strong, but you would expect that from him. Clay, same thing. Uh, the fact that those two guys, and it's not a not a shot at them at all, didn't have their best games overall, but Wiggins came with that same intensity. That's a that's a trickle down kind of feeling, right? That's the thing that he's mm-hmm. getting from those guys, even if they're not playing well. And it's just so it's so cool to see Wiggins thriving like this because this guy has had it. I've given it to him. We've all given it to him. He is showing up when it matters most. And you just can't ask for more, man. This guy, he he's dunking on people, dude. It's not just like <laughs> it's not just like oh he's he's finishing plays he's playing nah, he's, but like, oh, he's, he's he's killing people out there right now man it's Home it's side. cool it's cool you gotta be that you gotta be happy for him you gotta be um if you're if you're Bob Myers you're taking you probably run like eight miles with a victory laps now man because this this is just looking like an absolute coup from uh, Minnesota more and more and Wiggins has 
absolutely earned all the praise that he's uh, that he's getting right now. Definitely, and as you, as all these guys that we've mentioned uh, play a huge part into uh, this this three zero lead that we find ourselves in. Um, five wins away from an NBA championship, one win away from an appearance in the NBA Finals. What are your what are your reactions, man? Just to being up three zero, not necessarily just you know the, the what you've seen on the court, but just the larger picture, what we thought going into this season, just this entire you know two and a half year rebuild, really, and you know, retooling on the fly. And uh, you got a chance to sweep the Dallas Mavericks to like, make the NBA Finals. What what's your, what are you, what are your reactions, brother? I mean, let's hear all this. kinds of emotions, man. And I like I said, man, we all kind of go through these things where we get super hot or super cold in this team and. This year has been a roller coaster with injuries, with a ton of disappointment throughout the year, underperforming at certain points. Uh, the last two years, the previous two years were, were uh, I mean, hard to watch. Doesn't really, doesn't really cut it, right? One, one year the worst team in the league. The next year, you know, a flame out in the uh, playing game against the Grizzlies. Got them. You could probably think you're, think you're bad words in there, man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just cool, man. It's like it's to, to watch three guys along with the the new guys, of course, but just sustain success like this. It's just not going to happen again. You just got to really appreciate it as a fan while you can, because we're not going to, we're not going to see a team that gets to when they're healthy, six straight finals ever again, probably. Um, it's just surreal. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. And it's also, you can go back and forth. I wouldn't say the Warriors have been dogs in every single series as far as like who the experts with scare quotes are picking, but um, they, they've had some big talking heads who, you know, are, are legit picking against them the whole way through. And let's not throw out legit. Let's not throw out legit. People with a platform. I won't say. Well, legit. I said legit talking heads to be clear. You know what I mean? Exactly. But people picking against them the whole way through. And it's just, it's cool just to see. And it's, for us, we know what Steph is. We've always known what Steph is. The guy's a killer. He's always been a killer. But they just look locked and loaded right now, and they look so steady, and they look like they're just every – of course, there have been mishaps here and there, but for the most part, their playoff record right now is I'm pretty sure that they're 11-3 and three or 11-4, and four, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they're going into the kill, and they look very serious. They know what they want. And most teams don't go for a kill shot in a game three. They just don't do that. You're going to go, you'll play a game. This team saw blood in the water in game three. They know what a game three looks like, what it means to a series, especially if you're up 2-0 and they seize the moment and they won a game like that. And it just, and that that's kind of tangential at this point. But my point in saying that is these guys know how to win. And it's, they, they didn't forget how to win in two years of having really rough seasons. Uh, the circumstances have kind of worked themselves out in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's special, man. It's cool to be a fan right now. Yeah, no, 100%, bro. I, I said it on, uh, I think it was a solo episode, but um, I said it, it feels like a, a movie script where you know you you got that that you got you know you champions for a while. Said it, you get punched in the mouth, lose Clay, lose KD, retool this roster, steps out for a season, you got COVID, all this stuff going on, um, and then to give yourself a chance with Steph going nuclear um, last season, um, obviously uh, playing was tough, but um, just all those moments, and you don't. You don't realize those um, when in the moment, obviously it sucked losing the plan. It sucked, um, you know, winning 15 games, but um, just all those moments kind of built, like now you're seeing like Wiggins, Wiggins and Poole were able to get some uh, playoff experience at least last season with the playing games. Um, and the, the younger guys, not necessarily the rooks, but you know, the younger guys on the roster um, were able to come in with, 
all right, like we, we, we all have the same mentality of, you know, wanting to win a championship. And um, I said it um, in the article I wrote as well. I said, you know, getting back to the top is the hardest part of any dynasty. Um, it was like that for the Bulls um, that after that two-year hiatus and one on three beat. Um, it was like that for Kobe um, after um, just years of carrying uh, to go back to back. So it's it's kind of – we're witnessing history, like you said, man. It's a very special um, run that we've watched, um, that we've been able to, you know, grow up watching. I think – I mean, Steph was drafted when – at least I was whatever, 10 years old. So, like, you know, for, for our age of fans, like, we've, we've really gotten accustomed to – you know, seeing where the team was before and, you know, kind of having those memories. But a lot of our memories, good, bad or ugly, have come from these core players. And um, that journey, like you said, man, it's just the journey of how how you got here. And now you got a chance to go back to the NBA finals with a very, very real shot to cap this whole thing off with a ring. Like uh, it's hard. It's hard not to get like, damn, like this is we're really we're really here. So, um, you know, you just got to you got to save the moment. But. Uh, like everybody's been saying, man, chance the uh, job's not finished. So um, I love. I love. That's also the, uh, a thing, man. You gotta give and, props. And you're hearing it from. If you're hearing it from everyone, they know. They know how the special this ride's been. Um, but everybody's mentality is, we're we're winning that goddamn trophy. So um, just the the killer instinct, like you said, they they smell blood in the water. They smell blood in the NBA water. I feel like as well, like. They, they know they got a legitimate, sh- uh, legitimate shot to win this thing. So um, it's just amazing to see him going for the kill and lock in like that. Um, it just gives you confidence going into whatever, whoever comes out of the East, um, you know, fast forwarding another win. I'm assuming we get that at some point, but um, fast forwarding to the finals, like whoever comes out of the East, whether it's Boston or Miami, um, you like your chances which is with the way this team's clicking um, and to really, really cap this, cap this, uh, Maybe not even cap this dynasty off, but to, you know, give it new life. Um, you get a week off, man. Hopefully Gary Payton's back. Hopefully Andre. I mean, I don't even know if that guy, I don't know what his plans are. He's planning to play in the finals apparently, which, That's, you know, you play, he probably by the end of the season will have played 20 games. And I'm sure a third of them will have been in the NBA finals. So good for him. We'll, we'll take that anytime. Um, um, but there was honestly points, you know, the last, you know, just to close this out, there is their points in the last year or two years where it's kind of like, damn, did we, I think we probably, hey, that, we might've seen Steph knew. win his last title. You know, it might have been and, in 2018, uh, and it was a devastating way to lose in 2019, man. You can't ask for uh, – you couldn't – you've not asked for No one's asked for that shit. But uh, you couldn't have, have written a fucking tragedy that was more more devastating than Clay and KD going down to back-to-back games. So, you know – I think that's that's the biggest part, like, with, with the whole – especially centering on Steph and, and the core guys just um, – like you said, like, we, didn't, we didn't know if this was possible. Like, we knew that they had it in them. We knew that they – you know, if given a chance, they that they could still perform at a high level. But to see it come into come into fruition and really now have a chance, it's it's uh it's all time great shit that we're watching, man. And this is we're literally watching the history books being written. You can't ask for anything better and give yourself a chance to win another championship. So, um, yeah, reactions being up three zero. That's 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 really how it feels. And uh, I, I, we'll get into our predictions towards the end of this episode. But you know, I think uh, we're on the same page where this this sweep is looking quite. Um, quite realistic, um, but yeah. Before before we you know get dive deeper into what what we're gonna get into, um, want to get back to kind of this series specifically. Um, and last episode we had we had our we had our X factors for the series. I think um, was it uh, was it Charlie who was was Chuck uh, was it JP? Um, I think I was JP. Charlie was JP. Charlie was Brunson, correct? And then mine was Steph. So um, now that we're three three games in. Um, 
want to obviously we don't know what we'll to get Chuck's take on the next one as we uh, do the finals episode. But uh, Matt, what, who, you know, your X Factor JP as well, but who's impressed you and what's really impressed you about this? Um, how the Warriors have got to the three zero lead? So I want to go back real quick. I think you picking Steph was like we all kind of show classic Gotham Homer moment. But I also, I said this at the time, and I think it's even more, you know, topical now. We kind of said, you know, if Steph in Gotham in a moment of weakness said Luca was a better player than Steph right now. We got we can't forget that. But we said if uh, we said if Steph is in that conversation and is is dueling with Luca, the Warriors have a really good chance at going away with the series. And that's kind of how it's gone. So I think picking Steph as an X factor was actually a really good call. Um, Hell yeah. With that being said, uh, I, you could say we're burying the lead of this one, and if you say it's Steph, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pull any kind of like whoever it is. But been on Twitter recently where it's been like, okay, I think Wiggins is the MVP of the team. I think Clooney is the MVP of the team. Uh, I, I want to say this knowing full well that this team is, you know, deep in the lottery without Steph probably. But I, I just can't get over Looney, man. The mm-hmm. guy, and he's going to be my player so far. He's throughout the most. It's not because he's. He hasn't been dominant, but he's been so good. Like he's been so good and so con- he's been he's been the, as far as consistency goes, he's been the third most consistent player in the series behind Wiggins and Steph. And health wise, production wise, uh, finishing wise, that that would never be a thing you would ever even like. Looney wouldn't have crossed my mind as a guy who I would even consider in this category going into this series. Um, I think people I mean, kind of in the Memphis series, like he wasn't starting till uh, was it game five or six was the first time he started. Like he wasn't even like in the game plan really. We didn't see him much in the beginning of that Memphis series. So and now he's that- putting up double doubles. He's staying in front of guards, which he's always done. Let me clear. Looney has. I always joke, Looney's too slow to get shook, man. He can't, you, you can't, you can't cross him up because <laughs> his body doesn't move fast it's enough. Grandpa, to yeah, he's got. He's he's. But those hips, man. I it's mean, the Beyonce jokes right there, man. Yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? Or Shakira. My bad. Shakira. Shakira. Yeah, my bad. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah. So putting up double doubles, twenty-two rebound game in that last series, twenty-one point game in this series. He's like, he's not just like surviving; he's thriving. You know, he's actually he, yeah. he's an asset out there. He's not just like, oh, we got to play Looney. Like, no, we get to play Looney, and he is helping this team kick ass and. It's just it's not a thing I would have I would have suspected. He's been and again Draymond's had an up and down series, but he's been steadier than Draymond on mm-hmm. on both ends. He's finishing better, and again his his role is different. But as far as just being out there and being consistent presence, Looney man, he's just loon god man. Loon god, he, man. He's, he's he's out there. Can't can't argue with that one. Um, you know, obviously, um, as like you, like you mentioned earlier, my X factor was Steph Curry. Um, and I should uh, issue a public apology. Um, Luka Doncic, as as I infamously claimed last pod, um, was the best player in the series. Um, that was also saying, like, it was like 1A, 1B. I want to throw that out there. I was never sliding our boy. But, um, no, man, it really has been Steph Curry. Uh, we, we talked about Ant Wiggins a little bit, and he was my second place. But um, it, it's just the, the amount of pressure – or not even pressure, just the talk of – not even necessarily this postseason, just kind of all throughout Steph's career, even through the through the winning. And, you know, is he that – can he, whatever, lead a team to a championship or, you know, just the disrespect you see on his name every day. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And for him to not only play at the level that he's playing and, um, you know, 
taking shots that are coming. He's, you know, in and out of a shooting slump in that Memphis series. Um, but just to still have that confidence, but to just play with the aggressiveness that he's been playing. Um, he's controlling this game. Um, every single game, every single uh, moment where the Warriors go on a run, it's with Steph making the decisions, the ball in Steph's hands. And that was kind of the biggest qualm that people would, you know, say, you know, can you put the ball in Steph's hands? He's off the ball. He does a lot. But, you know, you want to, can you get a bucket with you? Get this asinine stuff, but. Um, asinine. I just want to pause, asinine. man. It is the weirdest asinine. thing where people I like. I don't understand it. If a person is good at something, it doesn't mean they're only good at that thing, man. If we say, it's, if we praise Steph for shooting, it doesn't mean he's only good at like, shooting. It, if it's we praise Steph for being good off the ball, it does not mean he's only good off the ball. Go watch the games. My God, it, man. It's this point when people refer to him as the greatest shooter of all time, I kind of see that as, as kind of a slight where it's like, Yo, this man is also one of the greatest ball handlers, just gravity creators, just offensive weapons in NBA history. Um, but back to back to the X Factor point. Um, like I said, man, if Steph if Steph plays at the level that we know that he has played at, um, at the MVP levels, um, even when KD was here, um, this system is Steph Curry, and if he plays up to the level that he has been playing at, this team is unstoppable. Um, and for him to come out and take this series by the balls, um, you saw that yesterday, especially in that third quarter. Um, he grabbed that thing, man. That was his. Um, that was his moment. Um, obviously, Wiggins and every, a lot of people stepped up. Those were his balls, was, man. Yeah, this was his. This was his series, man. And we, um, he, he made it known. He says it all the time. He hears all this. He hears all the noise. Um, so I'm sure that. You know, you might say that, you know, whatever motivation, extra motivation wasn't necessary. But, you know, it's, it's, as a competitor, you know, you, that, you know, man was going out to kill and he's doing just that. Um, and it's beautiful to watch. Um, he is obviously the reason that we're in this position. Um, Steph Curry is the Warriors. Um, you know, everybody around him, every other piece um, is in compliment to Steph Curry. Um, and for him to, you know, really showcase and shut up people on the greatest player in the world debate. You got you got to tip your hat to Steph, man. Just he's the last one standing. Or will be out of the Western Conference. Um, who nobody would have thought. Nobody had him uh, picked there. So for Steph to deliver in this magnitude in the Western Conference Finals, as he's done all five times, um, I want to add. But um, arguably, say uh, now six. Yeah, true. Um, arguably greatest Conference Finals player of all time. Um, different debate. But um, like I said, man, if Steph's playing at this level, the ceiling is as high as what Steph can take us, and that ceiling is the championship. So he's just proven that time and time again, and I expect nothing else and uh, nothing nothing, nothing else in game four. Yeah, the same, same stuff. I think going forward, Tatum's incredible. Luka's incredible. The Warriors have the best player the rest of the way, no matter where yeah. they're going. Uh, and they – it's the, – the guy is, you know, he's timeless. He doesn't stop in his, his game. It's not as, when I say electric, I don't mean he's not as impressive. It's just not as, it's not as in your face. I feel like he's still getting the job done. He's Steph, still Curry, Steph Curry to the moon, baby. Any I'm riding, we're riding and dying with Steph Curry. And if that's the predicament you're in, you're in a great spot, man. You're probably going to win a ring. Um, before we get into our next segment, um, I know Matt wants to tell us some stuff about Anchor. Um, so guys, today, dying to. He's been he's been holding it in this whole episode. But um, Matt, give us some wise words, and uh, well, thank you guys for listening so far. And we'll catch you guys right after this break. Yo, 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 guys! What is up? And welcome back to this episode of the Games He's Clay Podcast. Matt, thank you so much for those words from Anchor. Shout out Anchor. Um, excited to see the check. Um, like I said on the last one. Um, 
Hit us in the Venmos, man. But uh, Matt, let's get back into it, brother. Before we uh, went on this break, uh, we were kind of talking about it um, before we start recording, but very interesting uh, question where, you know, obviously we haven't booked our booked our trip to the finals officially yet, but um, being on the brink of, uh, of another finals appearance um, kind of begs the question, you know, we've talked about this whole, you know, present stars core that we have, the championship core, and, you know, these young guys, these guys that haven't been there and building – uh, building two kind of timelines. And that's kind of been a discourse for this entire hiatus, really, this last two and a half years, three years, um, where will it work? Um, is it going to be success? Um, can it pan out? And I think, you know, up until now, uh, at least coming into this playoff room, we didn't know. And that was kind of what we were banking on to, um, you know, elevate us to being a championship team. And, you know, so far what we've seen and what we've talked about uh, on these episodes lately um it's been a combination of both, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that two timeline thing is really looking, looking like it's working out right now, but where given everything that gone into how we got here with, you know, the sign and trade and uh, trading for Wiggins and, you know, drafting pool, Kuminga, uh, Moody, uh, Wiseman, who obviously we'll get into later, but um, just how, where do you consider this a success? Do you consider it a success yet? Um is it going to take a championship to, you know, validate that, but where your expectations and now where we're at, what would you consider a success for this two timeline plan? Yeah, I think, I think my answer is a spoiled one. And I think, I just want to be clear, like the Warriors in a position now that most franchises would kill to be in, you know, I think it's, it's a very, very uh, small amount of teams, which have made the finals ever, let alone won a title. Um, I think they need to win the title for it to be totally vindicated because to see how close this team is without having made any serious moves with their younger pieces or with their draft picks, if they pull it off, you know, again, more laps for Bob Myers, more laps for, uh, for Joe Lacob. Um, but it's just how, how good this team is, how far they've gotten without that, without anybody, you know, playing super close to their peak besides Steph um, of their core guys, it just goes to show you how, how again, how special this team is. And so I think for, for me to feel like the two timelines has been, you know, quote unquote successful, it's going to take a title, but that's only because the standard this franchise has set for itself over the last nine, 10 years, you know, where mm-hmm. it's especially getting to the championship it's not, it's, it's, it's such a unique experience, but if you're there and you didn't take full advantage of your roster and you don't win, there's going to be some fair criticism. Uh, if they do win, it's the total opposite. And again, that, that will be successful in my mind if they win the title, because just way, way too early to say this shit. But if they win the title this year, uh, going into next year, you're feeling so good. You're feeling so good because Jordan Poole is going to get better. Moses Moody is going to be a rotation player next year. Like he already should be and could be in the rotation, obviously, uh, but he will be getting, you know, anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes tonight next year. Uh, Kuminga next year is going to be leaps and bounds better. I've no doubt. And he's going to start getting the looks of the guy who has the potential we think he has. And so if they pull it off this year and have what they have going forward, that's perfect, right? That's perfect. But the end goal in the NBA is to win a title and, as a, you know, as a viewer, we, we don't get players like Steph very often. So 
if they don't win it this year, I, I, of course, there's gonna be pieces of me that say they should have gone all in or should have made some moves. Um, but again, that's only because it's a totally spoiled stance. It's a hundred percent spoiled stance. Well, anybody who's like, you're an absolute, you know, choose your word. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide from it because I get it. It's totally true. And if anybody got them right now, I feel like it's pondering like you, <laughs> you know how lucky we are. <laughs> I do. I do. I get it, man. I just, uh, it's, it's incredible to already be here. So if anybody says, no, it's already working and this team is where they are right now and they're only going to get better, I will also totally accept that. But I think to totally feel vindicated about the the two timeline plan, um, I think a title has got to be in that, in that cupboard. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So the way I look at this two timeline thing and uh, obviously, obviously the championship uh, will completely change um, or not change, kind of reinforce, um, you know, this uh, going on this two timeline plan. But I think you really got to break it down to different segments of when they made this decision. And I think uh, Kerr said it today in his in his uh, just interview is you know that that trade that trade for Wiggins is what um, you know flipped that script and gave the Warriors an opportunity to now start building a team. And if you use that as the beginning of that two timeline look, where you got Jordan Poole. Uh, you got Wiggins, um, you know, at that point it's JTA, uh, D Lee. Now it's, uh, it's Kai Bowman, Bowman, uh, boy, <laughs> Marty Spellman, shout out, uh, all those guys getting us through that 2020 season, uh, Marquise Chris. Um, but, um, no, I think when you look at it from where it started to right at this point, you have to call it a success. I don't think coming into, coming into this year, if you told us that we would make it to the NBA finals, um, even anybody with that, A, you would have been like, how? Like, how would this have played out? And B, you would have been like, really, the first full year healthy where you come back, you make it to the NBA Finals, that obviously winning a championship is a cherry on top. And obviously I want to win championships so badly, more than any of the other years, to be honest. I think this year it would be just, just that much more special just to get back to the top. But when you look at it from where it started to now, I would say it's a success. I think what they have in mind for it going forward in terms of making this dynasty last for another eight to 10 years where you're phasing out the, phasing out the young or the old, not old, the older, and the, uh, you start a, you know, building around these new guys um, and really go in for that, you know, dyna, the dynastic um, thing that really the Spurs have only achieved. And, um, you know, they'd be one title short um, if they can pull it off this year. So um, really cementing themselves as one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. Um, that's yet to be seen. Um, it, I think winning a championship this year would be a great start to that. Um, it wouldn't change my answer of it being a success up until now. But when you look at the money you're going to have to pay, something like you're going to have to pay Poole, you're going to have to pay Wiggins. Um, GP2 has got to be uh, signed somehow. And with the Warriors' ability to say that, okay, we, we're going to be able to spend, we got Chase Centers privately owned by the Dubs, we got some other stuff going on, it seems like the Warriors will do whatever they ta- it takes to keep this core intact, this young and mix of old. So given that, now you're saying, is that the whole thing a success? Because you're really putting your money where your mouth is with these guys that you have now. And you start that off with the championship, then you really build for success. So the, in terms of, Long term, I don't know. I will see. I think we're on a great track, but a great trend, excuse me. Um, but for what it was, uh, what it was now, you can't ask for anything else. Like this has 100% been a success. And it's at the beginning, too. So I really hope that, you know, Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are, are serious about 
you know, money not being an issue because if this team is able to actually stay together and develop again, we are potentially seeing the, you know, a Phoenix re-rising um, and like, you know, rising from the ashes. And these, these motherfuckers could do make some noise, especially if they win <laughs> this year. I mean, don't get me started. These off-season, these off-season pods are going to be amazing. Um, but no, I think um, up until now, yes, it has been a success. You're on the doorstep of the NBA finals. Um, you can't ask for anything else in terms of retooling a roster on the fly. So um, close this motherfucker out and let's, let's, let's add some more to that hardware. But um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my thoughts on it. So I don't completely disagree with, or agree. I don't completely agree or disagree with you, Matt, right there. But kind of like my, my warriors in five and in six take yeah, last week. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Somehow, some way it's going to work out. Um, like we've said though, in this, uh, this entire episode, we're on the brink of the NBA finals. We're not there yet. Um, we still have another game for um, schedule for, I guess today when you guys would be here, this is when we'd be dropping on Tuesday game day. But um, going into game four, what do you want to see from the Warriors? Does this series come back to San Francisco or are we celebrating a sixth trip to the NBA finals on Tuesday night? I think it's really hard to win a game that you were pretty close in. Uh, if you're a team that's down in a series and go into the fourth game down 3-0 and pull it off. You kind of mentioned the language, body language, Dallas, uh, after game three. They they were talking like the series was over. And it's not it's not uncommon for a team that goes down 3-0. You'll usually hear a lot of language like, hey, we know there's we know our situation now. Now our job is just to make it tough or whatever it might be. Um, Jason Kidd called this like the beginning of the journey. Uh Luca, of course, is telling the media he's only 23 and like there's a lot of room for growth still. He's excited to be where he is. Uh, with that all being said, I'm kind of dancing around it. Yeah, I think the Warriors. I think they close out tomorrow. Uh, I think it's again, this team's on a mission and they, the fact that they pulled out a game three, which is that game three was a game four in a lot of ways, because if you're, again, it just, if you're up three, Oh, you win. It just, that's what happens. Uh, and so that game kind of was a closeout game in a lot of ways already. And it was the most intense one because that was the game in which, you know, there's still, there's still some, uh, some gas in the fire for it for Dallas. You know, that's the game where they, they know they have to win. That was the, if you're going to snuff something out, that was the game to do it. And I just think this Warriors team right now, especially Steph, uh, is is on a mission. Uh, Steve Kerr as well, but I think both. I think Steph is is he sees the the light at the end of the tunnel, the good tunnel. This is a happy tunnel, uh, and he's he's. I think the Warriors are going with a kill shot tomorrow. I think they uh, I think they hit their target to kill the metaphor. So, Hell yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, I totally agree, man. Um, I think. I'd be remiss if I if I said this was going back to San Francisco. I'd just be totally off brand. Uh, but no, nah, realistically, I think like you said, man, the the Mavs. Um, it just seemed like we took their best punch twice um, in two two games in a row. Um, Luca went off. Um, they had a game where everybody was in their shots, and uh, I it, I really I've said it tw- on both the closeout games um, the, this postseason, but. I really want to see that 2017 um, game four against Portland where, uh, you know, they, they, they were coming off a tough, uh, tough, gritty game three win. Um, pretty close from what I remember. Um, but game four, they came in, punched him in the mouth, closed that thing out in the first five minutes. Um, and that's the kind of, that's the kind of fire I feel like we're seeing from this team and just the mentality that they don't want to play around. They know they don't, they don't want to go back to San Francisco for another game. Um, not even just in terms of this series. I think it's more so 
we can say that we we swept the, the conference finals to go to the finals. You get nine days off before the finals start on June 2nd. You start at home. Um, so I think that the Warriors know that they have the potential to really get a chance to recharge before the finals. You get back um, uh, Otto, hopefully, um, for the finals. Andre, GP2. So you're really still looking at some reinforcements coming um, for this final series that, um, that will start on June 2nd. So um, I see them just not playing around this time. Um, we saw it in Memphis um, what happens um, if they don't take a, a team seriously in a closeout game on the road. Um, I think they come out with that same execution um, that we saw early um, in game three. And um, I think we, uh, we we're celebrating another trip to the NBA finals, man, which uh, is just going to be so incredible to experience. Um, I think for these players, this coaching staff, this team, the fans, um, we, we deserve, we deserve this. We've kind of been, you know, just kind of dragged around in the media the last two and a half, two and a half years. Um, didn't know what was going to come. Didn't really know what was going to happen this season. Um, and to cap it off with a sweep in the Western Conference Finals, I think it's just the sweetest, sweetest revenge and give yourself a chance to to hoist the trophy with four more wins. So uh, dubs, dubs and four, man. I think, I think they close it out tomorrow. Uh, but before, before we sign off, Matt, any, any final thoughts, any uh, takes of the week that you saw out there? Any, uh, Anything, well, anything first to shout of all, out? I think we have a duty to Chuck. Chuck is expecting a, a similar blowout to the one we saw in Memphis uh, exactly. last week where the Warriors got their asses absolutely, you know, chopped up, barbecued, and handed to him on a, on a golden plate. Uh, so Charlie's calling, I think, Dallas by 20 or 30, he said, or something like that. Uh, we got to include that in there for our for our guy who couldn't be for here. Our, also, Charlie, we're only, sh- we're only throwing shade at him in a way. Uh, Charlie wrote an awesome article on Wiggins also. Before we uh, get out of here, Charlie wrote an awesome article on Wiggins and uh, he wrote it before Wiggins had that that incredible game three. So check that out. This is not at all supposed to be a shot at Chuck. I don't want to only throw the things that <laughs> I don't want to only have the things that might get him in trouble on here. Um, but no, man, I take it the week, man. All the just the most predictable flip flopping for you know what the series is supposed to look like to how it looks. All the talking heads, uh, you know, Dallas in this. I think again, I I, I listened to the Simmons podcast, man, with Rusillo, but they they picked Brunson before like a draft of the series before Clay, I think ago. before Wiggins, before um, maybe before Pool. I forget. I think before Pool, but um, it, it's just been a very classic. Uh, one roster all of a sudden is more loaded than the other. It's not has nothing to do with the Warriors defense being as good as it's been. So uh, to all the heads out there talking about the uh, the Warriors all of a sudden being loaded and the Dallas Mavericks being uh, being problematically uh, the word I'm looking for shallow uh, is, is the predictable. Uh, I, I got said it earlier, man. Steph Steph needs his love, man, because the, we're just not going to get this again as NBA fans. We're not going to get it. So that's my take is just all the talking heads out there. You got to own it. Nick Wright, Nick Wright of all people owned his shit on Wiggins <laughs> being good, man. So if you can't do it, uh, you got to look yourself in the mirror and, and figure it out, man. But that's about it. How about you, Gotham? My take of the week, man, is uh, don't uh, – I, I I hope and pray that um, all the Warriors haters don't, uh, don't get a chance to – or sorry, let me completely restart that. My take of the week is don't – be a Warriors hater after we win this chip um, because this is just going to be open season. It's not really something that uh, it's kind of building off just all the media stuff that we're seeing that we've taken the last two and a half, three years. But uh, the Warriors, if and when we win this ring, um, oh my goodness, the uh, the pushback, the all the talk uh, is just going to be so beautiful to uh, 
to to tune into, to be a part of. So everybody, make sure you sub, uh, subscribe to the Game Sheets Clay Pod because uh, we're four, we're five wins away from um, this being the most all time um, Warriors propping, Warriors hater slander. Um, we'll have we'll have um, at least one you know Draymond twenty fifteen parade. Oh man, I cannot wait for that. And uh, we are on the cusp of it with another NBA Finals birth. Uh, But other than that, to shout out, you know, please uh, check out Chuck's piece. Um, Great, great uh, foresight before that game three um, on Andrew Wiggins. Um, Fantastic read. Um, And other than that, man, I want you guys to keep uh, keep tweeting at us, keep following us um, at Gamesy's Clay Pod. Um, We love interacting with you guys. It's been so fun um, just on social media on this run. Um, uh, we're excited to uh, celebrate another finals trip with you guys for the first time and uh, subscribe to this podcast, man. There's a lot of content coming. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're built for this dynasty. So it's just the beginning, but let's tune in and we'll catch you guys in the NBA finals. Uh, you're leave hearing us, it here first. Leave us the, five stars, guys. Yeah, give us some five star reviews and we'll catch you guys in the NBA finals. Um, go Warriors. Uh, close this motherfucker out, man. But other than that, I uh, will catch you on the next one. Peace. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference final. For the second straight year, they eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.